0: We are starting a brand new series for our building initiative, the four initiative. And so I'm going to walk you through some of those today and show you those and what's happening. And so I'm excited about what God is doing in the life of our church as we continue to grow and to reach people and what we are going to get to see of what he's going to do, Lord willing, in the future. So in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 7, David is the king of Israel and he's about to get an idea. David has been a man of war and he's been uh, pervasive in war and then all of a sudden God gives him peace God gives him prosperity in his life and we're going to get to see David come up with an idea up until this point the people of God had worshiped in the tabernacle which is a tent that was mobile from the days of Moses as they moved through the desert and now into the kingdom of David as they uh, as they are uh, solidified in that kingdom but it's been mobile up till this point so so David is going to have an idea in 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 1 it says the king that's he had settled into his palace and the Lord had given him rest on every side from all his enemies so the king uh, said to the prophet Nathan look I'm living in a cedar house while the ark of God sits inside tent curtains so Nathan told the king go and do all that is on your mind for the Lord is with you So David has this idea, I'm going to move, instead of having a tabernacle, a portable structure, I'm going to do what God has done for the people of Israel and build him a permanent structure in this place. And Nathan says, that is a good idea. That's where it all starts today. But I want to show you something that I think is really important in this text that is going to happen in the days, either this morning or in the days to come, as I begin to talk to you about a building campaign. So this is our fourth building campaign at River Valley, that we are now beginning our fourth building campaign. So you'll notice in the chairbacks in front of you, we always have our give envelopes so you can uh, continue to give and tithe. And we need that to continue because we need to continue to uh, minister in the way that that We are at River Valley, but today there's a new one and that's for the building campaign for the four initiative And so now all of a sudden you're going. Oh, I see what's happening You are needing us to continue to give your tithes But now you're needing to us to add offerings and your temptation is going to be this is going to be to Immediately start thinking about the things that are coming in your life that are going to preclude you or at least limit you from giving to the four initiative you're like, "You know what? I'm I'm single, but we're about to get married and 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 weddings are expensive." And uh, you know, "Oh, help us, Lord." She's been on Pinterest. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden, you know. So, we we got that. Well, we and now we're married, we're thinking about having some children. And so so you know, that's that's very expensive. Or now we have children and I didn't really on, they want to eat every single day. And so it's expensive. Or now we have teenage children, they want to eat every 10 minutes. And so it's expensive. Or maybe you're saying, you know what, we've we've always rented and now we're looking at buying a home. Or, you know, I've, I've been in this job, but now we're looking at starting a business. Or now our children are getting older, we want to buy them a car, we want to send them to college, we want to retire, we want to travel. We have plans for our house, and now all of a sudden you're talking about Building the Lord's house, building more of the Lord's house. And your temptation in that moment is going to be, you know what? Those two things fight against each other because I have limited resources and one of them's going to prosper and the other one's going to suffer or both of them are not going to get the full amount that they need. I want to show you something in this text. The Bible says in the, the verse that we just read that David finished his palace and the temple. Both David's life in his palace and both David's ministry in the temple, they were simultaneous in doing that. And knowing that this is coming over the last year, I wanna show you the super secret River Valley slash Whitfield book. This is it right here. Because this is what happens to me. I've known that this building campaign is coming. But yet every year about September, I start hating Bastrop, Texas because of the heat. The very first year I moved here and August was hot and I thought, well, you know, it'll get cool. And then September was just as hot. I looked at the Lord and I was like, I think you made a mistake. And so I was hot and but all of a sudden... October, we get like a whole week of fall. It's wonderful. And I love it, right? And we're in that right now, this whole week of fall. And I love the, the, the way that the, the Temperature makes me feel, and it just invigorates me. So I start writing my plans for the next year. These are my goals. And so I've got some, here's, here's some things that I want to do in the mission of River Valley that you're going to get to hear about next year. Here's some of the building plans that, that we're going to be talking about. Here's some of the prayers that I'm praying for the building plans. But here's what's interesting. Here's my personal and family plans. And right up here at the top are my, my uh, uh, money plans for my family. You see, right here, when I have money plans, and I have some big plans for our our family and money this year, and it's right next to the building plans. Because a few years ago, the Lord taught me a great lesson out of this text. See, David has this great idea, and he says, I want to build the Lord's temple. And he'd already built his palace. And when we were praying about building this facility that you're in right now, when we were in that room and we were praying about building this facility, I was reading about his son Solomon. And Solomon's going to be the one to finish the actual temple. David's going to gather the supplies, but it's a, you know, multi-decade project, it's such a massive project, and Solomon's going to finish it. So I'm reading about all of the things that Solomon brought, and I was praying, "God, help me to bring a good offering, a big offering." To this building that we're in right now. And so the Lord told me, all right, here's what I want you to do with, my ha- with your house. And the Lord challenged me with something with our house. Now, we lost our home in the fire, if you don't know. And we were able to rebuild. We had good insurance. We were able to rebuild. And frankly, I live in my dream house. I love it. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. We designed this house with our kids coming home for the holidays with grandkids in mind. We don't have that yet, but we designed this house with those things in mind. And all of a sudden, God told me what he wanted me to do with this house. And it was taking away from those plans. And my first thought was, I don't want to do that. Like, it's too much of a cost. And then my second thought was, I don't want to tell Melinda she's going to kill me. I mean, that was, that was it. Like she, and, and I wrestled. I mean, literally, I'm, I, I can still remember the place. I can still remember the time. everything about this day. And I wrestled with God for several hours. And finally, I came to the point, I was like, Lord, you've given this house. You can do whatever you want with it. And so I, I laid that down, what God was asking for, for us to do with that house before the Lord and then God gave me this verse as a promise. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 11. This is God's promise to David's son. So Solomon finished the Lord's temple and the royal palace, both. Everything that had entered Solomon's heart to do for the Lord's temple and for his own palace succeeded. And here's the lesson that I believe that you need to bring and that God taught me as we start a new building campaign. Make plans for your life. Make plans unto the Lord for your future, for your finances, for what you want to do in the days to come. Lay those before the Lord, but don't ever think that you can do one or the other. God can do those simultaneously. He absolutely can do those simultaneous. I want you, and we're going to pray at the end of the service for your plans for the next year. But the moment you start thinking that those plans preclude you from being a part of what God wants to do in his church, you miss out on the grandeur of God. You miss out on what he wants to accomplish through this. He can do both. Now, I'm not saying he's going to do your plans exactly the way that you think. That, that's not what I'm saying. Please don't hear me say that. But I am saying that God has plans for your life. God has plans for your future, and He wants to deliver those. And those are in conjunction and simultaneous to God building His church and building His kingdom. And so here's what we are proposing at River Valley. I'm going to show you guys the the first uh, initial drawings of what we are looking at. So we are proposing that we build a uh, two-story, multi-purpose room. Uh, It will be in front of the old worship center in this patch of grass that's right in the middle of the sidewalk. Right out there. So, I'm going to show you pictures. So, imagine that you're standing in the parking lot and you're looking towards this building. That's the views that I'm going to give you. So, you're standing in the parking lot and you're looking towards this building. Uh, This is what we are looking at. So, you see our current lobby and then you see this new building right beside it. It's big, isn't it? I love it. I love it. And part of the reason is it covers up the old, ugly part of our building. And so, I really like that. And so, it is going to... uh, You will still be able to walk into this building, and you will still be able to walk into the children's or into this new multi-purpose room. The bottom floor will be a a smaller uh, place for children or for other events. I'll talk to you about that in a second. Um, And then the top floor will be offices, which is important because it'll mean all of this building over here can now be used for children. So children will be able to use the bottom floor of this building on Sundays and all of this building as we finish it out, because then we'll be able to move our offices to the second floor. So it's going to give us a lot more uh, room and versatility in that. And so I'm excited about what God is going to do. And let me show you what we are going to use that for. So the four initiative answers the question, who's this for or what's this for? So today we're going to talk about who this is for. 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 11 says, ever since the day I ordered judges to be over Israel, I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you, the Lord himself will make a house for you. This building is for you. It's for you. Now I love how how my life interacts with the Bible. Um, because if it, I was left to me, I would never say it's for you. I would say you need to be selfless for people that don't know Jesus yet. If you know anything about me, it's I love evangelism. I love seeing people one to Jesus Christ. And we've talked about that. And we're going to talk about it some more today. But here's the reality. It is for you. It is for God to use in your life the building that you are paying you know, part of to build. We want it to be used for you. Our buildings are used so much right now. In fact, our buildings are used so much right now that oftentimes we'll have people want to come and use our buildings, and we always say yes, but a lot of times we're having to say no because we've got other things happening simultaneous. So let me give you some examples of that. Uh, Of course, on Sunday morning, we we use our building. Sunday night, we have a group that meets in here. Monday morning, we have three groups that meet at River Valley. Monday night, we have two groups that meet at River Valley. On Wednesday, uh, on Tuesday, we have groups. On Wednesday, we have a group that meets in here on Sunday morning. And of course, our students on Sunday night. On Thursday morning, we have a group that meets in here. And then on Thursday night, we have four groups that meet in here. We currently have no groups that meet on Friday night. So if you're looking at a place to, you know, you just want to come hang out, I guess we'll let you. Uh, But we also have a group on Sunday. We use this building constantly. A while back, uh, one of the schools uh, couldn't get and do their awards ceremony at the end of last year. They couldn't uh, do their awards assembly, and so they did it in here. That next week, two families that came for that awards ceremony for our public high school came back the very next week to River Valley. Um, we, uh, so we had I walked in here, a group last week was Meeting, and I was like, what are y'all doing? And they were saying We are a school, and it's one of The, the uh, charter schools that don't Have their building yet, and uh, they were meeting Because they were going to have their talent show in here And so, uh, so the, you know And we love it, because people will Meet, we're, we are praying about Using this, so we want to be able to use it for weddings And for funerals, I have had more Than one person already that is looking At marriage saying, when do you think the uh, Building will be done Because I want to get married. And so, uh, all right, that's great. I have had no one say, though, hey, when do you think the building is going to be done? Because I'm looking at dying. I've not had that yet. So, if you are, you're going to have to wait a few more years. So, but... Here's the reality. This is for you. And I, I love how the Bible does this because it's, it really and truly, I, we want you to have parties in this thing. We want you to, to do that. We, we have voting in here. We have so many things because when people come in, they're like, oh, this is nice. They were so accommodating. They're so wonderful. And we really and truly have people come in and they get saved because of that. So I love that this building and that we're starting out this way. We're going to build a building for you. But the Bible says something really interesting in that verse that we just read, verse 11. It says, the Lord will build this house for you. Now, you start out in Second Samuel 7... And David has the idea And you end up in 2 Chronicles 7 And Solomon finishes the project When you read all the way through that text Not one single time Do you see the Lord who says I'm going to build this for you Does he come down and cut a tree And mill it for this place Not one single time does he get gold And hand it to him Not one single time does he cut rock out of a quarry Or swing a hammer and say Here let me do that But the Lord says I'm going to build it for you How is that? The Lord is going to use our energy and our effort, and the Lord is going to give us our ability in order to do this. You are going to get to be a part of this supernatural event where you see God using us to literally go from idea to construction of this wonderful building. You are going to get to see that in front of you. So here's what I am asking you to do. These are the four actions that I'm asking you to do over the next days. Number one is to pray is to pray. We're going to pray twice uh, during this sermon today. Once for our children and once uh, for ourselves at the end of service. I am asking you to pray. In fact, one of the things, one of the goals that I have this year for River Valley in this text is I am, we are going to double down on prayer. Man, we, are, we have continued to pray in our services. We continue to emphasize prayer in our services. And God is doing this great thing. And we are going to more and more and more pray that God move in our services. And so we're going to be a praying congregation. Uh, and so we, I am asking you to pray for that. And I'm giving you some specifics on how to pray. Here's, what it's, here's our goal. Our goal is 100% participation. So I'm asking you to pray that everyone participate literally everyone participate i understand that, that your financial situations and stations in life are different but all of us can participate 100% participation and to start this project it'll cost 2.5 million dollars now If we work, if we uh, sacrifice, if we continue to do this project over three years, uh, I believe that $2.5 million is possible for us. It's not easy. It's not just a slam dunk. But I truly believe that it is possible. So that's the goal. But the prayer is... One point, uh, 100% participation And 4.5 million dollars To finish this project That's upstairs and downstairs Of this building That's 100 new parking spots down there And that's the roof of our uh, older building To be recovered and redone So that's what it's going to take Now, 2.5 million dollars Is possible 4.5 million dollars Is, look at me, impossible We cannot do it we, ha- we do not have the resources that I know of at River Valley to do this. But this is what it is going to take for us to succeed in the next level. It is what it's going to take. And I want to tell you on the front end so that you can remember the day that we said, with us, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. I truly believe that you are going to watch a miracle unfold in you in the next three years. I truly believe it. With everything that I have, I think that you are going to have a day where you come into this place and you see God show up in a major way and we praise God for what it is going to take. And we praise God in faith for what he's going to do in the days to come. So I'm asking you to pray just that way. God, give us this money to get us started and give us $4.5 million to finish this project. So the second thing I'm asking you to do is ask Ask God for the uh, privilege of participating in this. Now, I want this to be a uh, family event. Uh, if you have, even if you have kids at home, but certainly with you and your wife, if you are a couple. So, ask God what He would have you to do. So, so what's interesting about how it worked in our family was, I am. Uh, we—I'm an aggressive giver. I would—like, I would, clap, like, I love giving, and so I had a number in mind going into this uh, Vision Nights a few weeks ago. I had a number in mind, and uh, after, you know, the, my wife heard the Vision Night, we were going to come home and talk about it, but that night, she came home— and she said to me, "Hey, I feel like the Lord gave me a number as well." Now, my my thinking is, uh, I'm going to give, I'm going to say we need to give more than her, so she's going to have the 2.5 million dollar answer to the prayer, and I, as the aggressive giver, are going to have the 4.5 million dollars to prayer, and I'm going to have to help her, you know, kind of come up, you know, in her faith. So, so that's that's what I, I'm just telling y'all the truth. All right, don't look at me like you're a jerk. Don't do that. All right, so. So that's what I think. So we sat down that night, and I don't tell her because she's really excited. She's just heard from the Lord, and she tells me her number, and her number is way bigger than my number. My number is the $2.5 million, and she's like, come on, preacher boy, let's have some faith. And so she's bringing me up now. And so so really and truly, I mean, it, it was fantastic. I loved it. So we're asking God, and he's showing us what like this is going to be. Now we've got to do number three, the four actions, is plan. It's plan. How are we going to accomplish this? How is this money going to roll out with our current finances and our current situations? And I've been thinking about it, and we're going to have a meeting. We're going to talk about it. And how, you know, this, we'll get this when this happens, this, you know, that, that type of thing. And make that plan. You have to do this as a couple. And just look at what God is asking you to do and make a plan according to those things. So what you don't do is like, well, when God gives us the money, then we'll just plan for it. No, you plan for it in faith and begin to make and implement those plans the very best that you can. So if you'll look at at your um, uh, giving and pledge envelopes, this is what they look like on the inside. And here it is up here. So here's what we're asking for is a one-time year in gift for 2023 up here in the corner. And this will be to, to get us started. This will uh, just this one-time gift between now and the end of the year. So I want you to begin to pray and ask God what he would have you to do in that. And then we're going to begin a three-year commitment. That's what this top number is over here. That's your total number, 2024 25 and 26. Three years in giving that number. And then the frequency, how it breaks down, if you're going to give that um, amount uh, once a year for three years or every month for 36 months, uh, you know, any other way that you're going to give that, um, let us know if there's other things. We've had stocks given at River Valley. We've had cars given at River Valley. We've had expensive uh, coins and things like that. If you have other things that you can write in there, and our finance team will follow up with you and help you Uh, help walk through those things. But but the pledge is important because we can't make we can't make our plans until we know how the money is going to come in. And I'm telling you the 2.5 and the $4.5 million numbers because I want you to see that process. Because I'm not even I'm not even sure in the pledges on the front end we'll get even 2.5 pledged. That's okay because this is three years and how it's going to unroll. And we'll be talking to people next year who are coming into River Valley who are brand new. We'll be talking the year after that, and we'll begin to see this momentum being built. So you ask God, God, help me to give a $4.5 million gift. Help me to have that kind of faith and help me to dig and, and to, to really and truly have that kind of faith. And then we'll start to give. Number four is we just give. The four actions is, is we pray, we ask, we plan, and we give. And so we'll give our end of the year contribution and then starting in January of 24, three years of that unfolding. This is for us to see God use this building and we'll begin to construct it. Number two. This is, uh, he says in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12, he says, When the time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your descendants who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He's talking about Solomon. But for us, this building is for our children, for our descendants. This really and truly, this building is for the next generation, It's for our children, and here's what is about to happen in the life of our church. We are two to maybe three years away from being maxed out on space in our current facilities, particularly our children's facilities. Man, I, I, I gotta be honest. I love being a part of a church that has a lot of children. I love it. I love seeing kids. I love, it, it's funny because uh, you know sometimes like we'll have uh, babies in service and they'll start crying and their moms are trying to shush them. That doesn't bother me a bit. I love it. Now, if my kids say a little whisper, I'm like, shut up. You know, I mean, that's just totally different, all right? But, but your kids are great, all right? I, I mean, and so I, I love being a part of a, ch- of, a, of a ministry that has children and has a lot of children. In fact, today at River Valley, we'll have approximately 225 children in our children's ministry today. And we are continuing to grow and reach people. And so, yeah, that's good, right? <laughs> And so so if you don't have children, like I wanted to show them in the first service what it looked like. I want to show you if, you. if you're a little older like me and you don't have children in our children's ministry, let me show you. I'm going to do two things. I'm going to show you what it looks like in our children's ministry right now a little bit. And then also I want you to uh, I want to introduce you uh, to some of our children as we're about to do parent and child dedication. So first, watch and le- this is what it looks like on a Sunday morning at River Valley. So that's what it looks like on a Sunday morning in the back at River Valley if you're not used to it. And I want you to see representations of what it looks like in real life. So say hello to our our families who are dedicating their children this morning. (laughs) Up here, you're going to see, we're going to scroll through names, and we'll just keep scrolling through them, uh, pictures and pictures of them, and also their parents' names, and so you're going to get to see yourself up there. We always have, we'll see if we do in this service, we always have at least one talker that kept going, that's me! All right, so I love you guys, so this is fun, so yeah, did you see it? Nice! So... So we're going to have parent and child dedication, and I wanted to do this like, this is my illustration in this service. I want you to see the wonderful families that are gathered at River Valley. I want you to see their excitement. If you're a part of the family, you're welcome at this point to come up with them, take pictures, all of that. Please do that. We're going to pray for them in just a moment. But also, I want you to see what we're doing with them. We're handing them, uh, this is Kimberly Pinson, our children's pastor. Wave hi. Yeah. And so, so what we're doing is we're handing the families a a Bible. And in front of the Bible is is a letter from from me and Kimberly, uh, congratulating them on this day and that we're dedicating them to the Lord. But then also, uh, there's a letter, this is Ben Johnson, our executive pastor over here. So yeah, so... (laughs) There's a letter from Ben in in this and it says, open on the day of your salvation. And so there's a letter inside and these children, we want them to keep the parents, keep these Bibles, read them. And then one day when they they get saved, Ben is going to remind them that they probably won't remember because they're young. But we'll remember. We'll remember the day that we dedicated them to Christ. We will remember the day that their parents dedicated their home to the Lord, and will and it encourages them in that that that's why they got saved. That their parents were praying for them, and also gives them kind of some next steps. So here's what we want you to do: take this Bible and read it. Go be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And so we're gonna. Pray that over them this morning We're going to pray that God Save them early in life We're going to pray over these families And parents we're going to pray For their future in Jesus Christ Amen so I want this I want you to pray for them We're going to continue to see this up so you can call On them by name and I'm going to lead you In a series of prayers for this okay Pray for The parents pray for The parents that they would create godly Homes and environments Pray that their faith would be strong and that that would carry over into their children. I love it. Do you know we're praying for you right now for just that reason? That's pretty cool. It's okay. I Don't Don't worry. I think the talkers are the ones who are most likely to be in the ministry. (laughs) All right, so pray for them. Pray for the children next. I love you talking. I think it's awesome. Pray for the children that they would grow up knowing Jesus Christ, that they wouldn't have a testimony that where they took, when they walked away for a season from God and then came back, that they would have a testimony that they gave their life early to Christ and they continued. I'm proud of you guys. Hi. Hi. Pray for our church. Pray that their house and the house of the Lord would be connected, that it would never be, this is is a Sunday thing, and then this is what we do the rest of the week. Pray that they would have a place where they worship Jesus always, whether it's their house or here on Sundays or here in a group. Praise God in faith for their lives ahead in Jesus Christ, for everything that he has for them that they would experience. Lord Jesus, we give you these children that they would come to know you. God, we give you these parents and these homes that they would be, um, God, dedicated to Jesus. We pray for this place that they would be a family that is uh, that worships here together on Sunday. And God, we praise you in faith that these children would come to faith early in Christ, would serve out their days worshiping you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, give our families a hand one more time. Thank you, guys. I'm proud of y'all. You did awesome. I knew there'd be a talker. You did good. I love it. I love it. You did great. So this truly is um, what we are doing. We are, like I say, um, we are building a space uh, for our children because this is one of the main things that we will use our building for on Sunday morning. And we have tremendous, tremendous uh, children's ministry here at River Valley, and it continues to grow, and it really, truly continues to be one of the drivers of all of that God has done uh, well within our church. The last thing that we're going to build for is 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 13. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So David has the idea, but Solomon finishes the project, and he says, I want you to build for my name. I want you to build for the glory and the fame of Jesus Christ man, I love Jesus Christ. And, but here's the reality of the place in which we live. So many people that you know do not know Jesus Christ. Many of them, it is not because they have heard the gospel, understood the gospel, waited and found and said, no, I don't want any part of that. That does happen. But most of them, what it is, is they have a thought about church. They have a caricature about what we do here, about who Jesus is, and they reject Jesus based on a bunch of propositions that aren't true. Because when you know Jesus and you know who he is, you know what he does, when you know his name, the idea of a name is his character, is his countenance, is his actions, is his attribute, is his reputation. When you know the God of the universe, when you know who Jesus is, you say he is the most beautiful by far. He is wonderful by far. And so today, instead of trying to explain that, I just want to give you some of the names of Jesus. So this is a book that is uh, in my prayer room. Uh, I, I don't encourage you to read this book. It's important to me because my mentor gave it to me, uh, but you can just Google these. just Google uh, names of God. And so it, this was really, but it's really been helpful to me over the years. Every Wednesday, I pray extended, an extended time, and I pray the Lord's prayer. And in the Lord's Prayer, Hallowed Be Your Name, I'll take one of the names of God, the attributes of God, and I'll spend time worshiping Jesus uh, for that name. And so my mentor gave me this book, and and there's actually a series of books, and it's the names and titles of Jesus. And so I will will just go through this and and do one uh, a week in that way. And so today, instead of trying to explain those, I want want to just read you uh, these books, this A through G of the names of God. It's just a small sample. But I want you to do something. God is going to highlight one that you that really speaks to you. You're like, oh, I needed that one today, or or reminds you of something that maybe you've forgotten, or, or gives you an encouragement of, for something that you're going on. Make sure and remember that particular name. So here are some of the names and the characters of God. A, God is the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus is the author of our salvation. He's the ancient of days. He is the almighty. He's the arm of the Lord, the angel of the covenant, the ark of God. He's the advocate with the Father. He's the anchor of hope, the apostle, and the high priest. Jesus is altogether lovely. He is the amen. He is the all in all. He is the beginning of creation, the brightness of God's glory. He's the beloved son, the branch of righteousness, the bread of God, the bridegroom, the blessed and only. He is the breaker, their king. He is the balm of Gilead. He is the beauty of holiness. He's the builder of the temple. Jesus is the bright and morning star. Jesus is the creator of all things. He is the cornerstone, the covenant to establish, the chiefest among ten thousands. He is the counselor. He's the covert and the tempest. He's the chosen of God, the Christ of God, the confessor before Pilate, the corn and the chief shepherd. Jesus is the day spring from on high. He's the desire of all nations. He's the deliverer of his people. He's the dew of Israel, the discernment of the heart, the defender and the refuge, the declarer of the name of God. He's the door for the sheep. He's the divider of both day and night. He's the day star on which we arise and is the dissolver of all things. He is the everlasting to everlasting, the Emmanuel, God with us. He's the instant of his people. He's the excellency of God. He's the eternal God, the engraver of the name of God, the estimator of values, the establisher of covenants. He's the executor of judgment. He's the elected servant. He's the express image of God. Jesus is the end. He's the firstborn the forerunner, the first fruits, the faithful one, the foundation of life, the foundation of time. He's the fountain of life, the fairer than men. He's the friend of sinners. He's the fellow of God. Jesus is the first. He's the fullness of God, the forgiver of sins. He is the glory of God, the gift of God, the good master, the great high priest. Jesus is greater than Solomon, greater than Jonah, greater than Jacob. Jesus is the guide of our death. Jesus is the governor among nations. He's the gatherer of lambs. He is the glorious Lord that they may know God's name. Amen? Amen. That they may know God's name. Why? Verse 16. So that... Your house and your kingdom will endure forever. I can't stress to you enough what we do here and how important it is. One of the children's workers in the early service, she said, hey, I want to tell you one of the sayings that we have in children's ministry back there. And I didn't know this. She said, in children's ministry, we always say the only thing that will matter in a thousand years about your children is their salvation. I like that. What we do here is eternal. What we do here matters. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried in the tomb and he came alive so that we could spend an eternity with him. What we do in this season matters. Let's pray. I'm gonna invite you to pray and to pray along with me like we talked about in the the text this morning. So I'm gonna ask you, What are your plans for the next year, or the next season, the next few years? What are your relational plans? If you're married or you're going to be married, your children, what are those plans? Just lay them out before the Lord. What are your goals or what are you hoping to have accomplished in your money in the next few years? What about your physical health? Lay those out before the Lord. What about your personal growth? How do you plan to be better in the next few years? What are you going to read some fun things. I've got some travel plans in here for the next few years. Would you like to go somewhere? It's okay. Lay that before the Lord. Are there some things that don't exist that you want to see come to creation? Maybe uh, you would like to begin children or have children. Maybe you would like to be married, but you're not yet. Maybe you would uh, like to start a business. Are there things that are just ideas at this point. Maybe you'd like to build a house. It's okay. Lay those before the Lord. This is just a small sample of your life and what's to come. But I want you to do this. Like, you know, Lord, I don't have all these mapped out, but here's some things I'm thinking about. And as you lay those before the Lord... Ask the Lord to not let you be tempted that you can have these things or he can build his house. We're going to, you're going to be, I'm going to be tempted in the next few days. That these things cost money and so does God's house so I can give offerings to the church or these things can come about but they can't both. That's not true. Now, we have to lay our plans before the Lord. He might want to adjust those But he has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us hope in a future. And he desires to build his church. He says, I will build my church. Those two can and should work together. And so I'm going to ask you, to specifically pray for yourself in the, the coming days in River Valley, in this place. How is who you are and who God is growing you to be? How can it be expanded? Maybe you're like brand new and, and uh, you're, you're just, you need to find out about salvation and what it means to follow Jesus Christ. Ask God, God, help me to grow in this place. Pray for our children. If you have children in our children's ministry or wherever your children are, pray specifically. But pray that we would grow and expand our facilities. We need $2.5 million to start and $4.5 million to finish. Now, I really and truly don't know where that's coming from. God, help us. Help us to see a miracle. Nobody but Jesus gets the credit or the glory. Pray for the name of God. There are people that that think that they're not Christians because they've explored Christianity and it's just not for them. They they haven't. When you see how wonderful God is, there is no one like him Pray for the name of God to be glorified in this place and among us. Jesus, as we begin to talk about just an idea at this point, just a few rough drawings at this point, God, I pray that you would help us to be filled with faith for the days to come. As we pledge, as we give, God, that we would see this building come about God, not because we are worthy and not because we are able, but because you are able. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. I pray that the message gave you hope, that you were inspired, you were challenged. And I want to also encourage you that if you'd like to join us live... You can go to MyRiverValley.Church or download the River Valley app for more info about service times, directions, and ministries. And thank you for giving. Your generosity and how you serve as our church family is so important to us. You are helping reach people for the gospel of Jesus. You can go to MyRiverValley.Church for more details there as well. We'll see you next week.